You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey, Nerf Herders. You sure you want to go with that? Hey, everyone? There we go. More inviting. Have you ever had a movie that you really wanted to love, but something holds you back? Or one that you did love in spite of a flaw? Well, I'm Kate Sagan. And I'm Sam Alisea. And on another pass, we sit down with cool guests to look at movies that we find fascinating. But flawed. And we try to imagine what could have been done when they were made to give them that little push. We're not experts. We just believe in criticism. Uh, constructive criticism. Sure. So come take another pass at some movies with us. And every now and then, we can celebrate movies that did it on their own, too. You can find us at CertainPOV.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pass it on. Would you put on Fear Street when they put her head through a... Bread cutter? Bread cutter. Bread slicer. Bread slicer. Okay. It's it's the, the greatest thing since sliced head. There you go. <laughs> Steven said it. <laughs> Did they say it in the movie? Nope. Damn. It's kind of a somber moment because it's a main it's one of the main characters, but uh, damn. I'm sad about it. <laughs> Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. We're here and we're talking about the finale episode of Loki on Disney Plus, and we have made it. Woo. And I think we're all better for it, right? Sure, right. Yes. <laughs> In some universe, yes, we are. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I am going to have a big bone to pick, and we'll get to it when we get talk- when we start talking about Loki. Okay. Uh, is, but, is that big? Is that big bone going to be a treat for a life? <laughs> I mean, it's big enough. So, <laughs> but first, hello everybody. I'm Stephen, the peppermint gentleman, and I am joined by the the man himself, the the four like I don't know the forefather of of, of Geekly Media Podcasting, Mitch. <laughs> that's an old joke. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's me. Uh, the legal lady herself, Elizabeth. That's me. And the literary lady herself, J.M. <laughs> Bailey Wrights. That's me. <laughs> Am I doing this right? Is this, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Yep, that's what you're okay. supposed to be doing. <laughs> I like it. Hey, you should probably mention that John's not with us today. Oh, this is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John, unfortunately, um, he has uh, he was taken out by some TVA officers. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? We support a black-owned business here. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> but as always, before we get into talking about the show for the episode, we get to talk about our week's watch. So, Elizabeth, what did you watch this week? So this week, uh, I got to drag Mitch to the theaters <laughs> for the first time in a while. Well, I guess in a couple weeks because I did drag you to In the Heights. That's right. But... Uh, we went to go see Space Jam, which prior to recording, everybody was confused as to why we would go to the theaters uh-huh. to watch this when it's available on HBO Max. But Space Jam was one of my favorites as a kid growing yeah. up, so it was it was worth it to me. And it was 
exactly what I wanted it to be as a casual moviegoer and somebody who doesn't really care about the way things are shot or the animations and things or any of that. I just, it was a cute story. The acting wasn't, I mean, the acting was fine. There was nothing that I was like, wow, that was amazing. But there was also nothing that I was like, I can't stand that. So it was just good. (laughs) It was a movie. It was a, yeah, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. It was an escape from reality for a couple hours and I'm not upset about it. (laughs) So, um, this is a return to the Looney Tunes universe in the creation of the Warner Brothers. I don't even know what I forget what they call it. The uh, serververse. Serververse. Yeah. Because that's a thing we need, but that's okay. <laughs> well, they couldn't. They couldn't call it Ready Player One. They, they, <laughs> they really couldn't. Which is is Ready Player One is also a. Is that a Universal movie or was that a Warner uh, Brothers movie? I, I, I want to say it was a Warner Brothers thing. But let's I mean, they had Iron Giant in it, so it has to be Warner Brothers, right? Yeah, but, but they secured a bunch of other properties. The only thing that makes me think Iron or Warner Brothers more is because that was supposed to be a Gundam, you know? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But in any case, um, so LeBron James takes the place of Michael Jordan. Um, it is Warner a very Brothers. Very funny Sorry. joke about that in the movie, but. Um, as our basketball star who must assist the Looney Tunes, or in this case, the Looney Tunes assist him in winning a basketball game to help save his son. And it's got all of the classic Space Jam, you know, we're going to play serious basketball. Okay, no, just be Looney. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you've got all of the classic Space Jam characters there. Like, you know, you've got, um, like, different Monstars, I guess. Um, yep. A basketball player, some Looney Tunes, the Droogs, um, the White Walkers. <laughs> yes, because we do, we, you Pennywise. know. Pennywise. We, yeah. we do get the rest of the Warner Brother universe <laughs> in with uh, our spectators because of the expansion from Looney Tune world. Mm-hmm. Do, you, so. do you remember... In Spaceballs, when they capture the stunt doubles or the stand-ins. Yeah. yeah. The, that's what I kept... Every time I saw, like, Pennywise or Mr. Freeze, I was like... Those are, like, the stand-ins for, <laughs> I, I thought, I thought for their Arnold Their penguin was okay. Like, honestly, True. I was like, they really went in on the penguin. Some of these other <laughs> costumes, they suck. They're just some cosplayers from the area. But then the penguin Which is was fine, like, too. Yeah. <laughs> The, I mean, could you imagine that you must have been? They must have been extras that they just got full makeup on, like kind of thing. Yeah, I'm sure. Usually, which is something you usually don't get as an extra. This is true. I mean, none of them got lines, so nope. they, don't, they don't get their their pay bumped up from just a daily rate. No, nope. um, <laughs> but I, I don't know, Elizabeth. You said that you you don't um, necessarily watch it for the way things are shot, yeah. but. I was shocked at how many times they just reused the footage, like the plates of some of the those background character people <laughs> that were on the sidelines. They were just like, yep, that's the same motion. Like the the monkeys from Wizard of Oz, they had like yeah. one flying monkey in the front. And I just saw him do the same like little arm movement thing a good 17 times. Which also... So honestly, didn't notice. 
which also confused <laughs> me because Wizard of Oz is MGM. I, I mean, maybe they belong to someone else who owns Warner Media or something. Uh, is MGM still a thing? Yeah, MGM's still a thing. Oh. Am- Amazon just bought their whole library. Yeah. Oh, Amazon bought it. Okay. Oh, yeah, MGM is a thing. I knew that. Yeah. Although, yes, it, it was a Ready Player One was a Warner production, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was Universal. All so, right. Cool. But yes, no. So it, it was exactly what I wanted it to be a giant commercial. <laughs> with the limited did, characters and i'm not unhappy <laughs> i i did appreciate that the movie itself referenced that the other movie had happened right yes all of the characters talk about it there's the big joke that yeah. you mentioned um uh, like all of these things happen the only thing that makes it weird is that lebron james who had to have seen that movie Mm-hmm. Never acknowledges that movie existing. <laughs> it is like, weird, yeah. They could have just had him say one line, like, I know you guys have done this before, but I need a better team than you guys this time around. <laughs> Even that line would have made it okay. But instead, he, I, he's just pretending like Michael Jordan doesn't exist and that movie didn't exist. The only thing that I can say is that maybe because of the beginning scene where his coach tells him he has to put away all the frivolous shit and, and focus on basketball like maybe he never watched that movie ah uh, maybe that's a distinct possibility that's the only thing that because even at, at that point when the algorithm at warner brothers is showing the, him like the the idea like when he's in there with the executives at mm-hmm. sarah silverman and uh steven yoon steven yeah yeah uh mm-hmm. you see the Space Jam like poster on the on the screen moving around. Hmm. So also okay, uh, there was one other thing that I, I thought was hilarious. So this movie was supposed to come out way earlier, and so there was a big poster for Scoop on the side of one of the the buildings in the studio <laughs> when they first go to the actual Warner Studio, like the lot. The camera doesn't move there. The camera is locked down. They could have replaced that poster with ease with anything else that would be now. If they could have put up an ad for rick and morty season five it wouldn't have mattered <laughs> anything that was now and they just did it because there's <laughs> what, what else are they gonna hype right now there's not really much coming out true that could have been sure what they, they announced a movie even they could they could have even put like a teaser for a thing that's in development oh they could have put black were, adam or they could have yeah. put oh, yeah. atlantis you know they could have put uh any of those superhero stuff in there and they just said nah leave scoop <laughs> and I do I do think my favorite part was because, you know, we get this setup when LeBron James arrives in Toon World, it's just Bugs Bunny. Because mm-hmm. everybody else is taken off to the rest of Warner Brother Serververse. And the going around to collect them and where they decided to place the different characters and what mm-hmm. they were doing was highly entertaining to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely blame Zack Snyder for, for them calling this server verse, like Snyder verse <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have to say that I love the fact that it was directed by Malcolm D. Lee. Uh, he directed one of my guilty pleasures of roll bounce. So I'm completely okay with this. Uh, Ryan Coogler was the executive producer. So you get to see a lot of Ryan Coogler things in there, which is cool. Um, like Michael B. Jordan. Like Michael B. Jordan. 
and then and I, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle really stole the show for me. Like I, I thought he did an amazing job of acting. Steven and I already had this conversation before. Say, you don't like Don Cheadle, right, Steven? No, I like Don Cheadle. Oh. I, I like Don Cheadle a lot. I think the thing, like, I, I do not have as high of a view of his acting in this movie as Mitch does. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I thought somebody didn't like him. I can't remember. I don't know. I swear somebody I mean, he played Captain Planet in a college humor <laughs> short. How could I dislike him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Was that college humor or laugh or die? Or funny uh, or it, it, it might have been funnier. Die, uh, what, whatever it was. I think that is the caliber of acting he brought to this movie. Oh, <laughs> so most excellent, right? <laughs> See? Everybody else agrees. <laughs> but yes, so Space Jam is in theaters or on HBO Max if you don't want to pay to go to the theaters. There it mm-hmm. is. I guess mostly if you don't have a need for movie theater popcorn, because that's really. <laughs> I mean, you're going to sell me on going to see anything to get movie theater popcorn. So, Do you, do you use the flavor powders? I'm sure we've talked about this. I did in the past. I don't anymore. Okay. I mean, that that's fair. You only that's get to use them so many times before you're done. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and also because he shares with me and I don't like them. Ah. Uh, you see, I make a mess. I use the like one of the sweet ones, like the kettle corn one or whatever. Blech. And I just I have powder, out of I have, here. I have powder corn at that at that point. <laughs> powder corn. <laughs> all right steven what did you watch this week so i i also watched space gym as we've gone over here and that's honestly one of the main things that i've watched this week aside from finishing season one of westworld anytime that i've had time to watch tv in any big way um i was basically finishing westworld and starting season two it ended well um I don't know. I know that I'm also a person who was a fan of the video game Detroit Become Human, which also had pretty mm. like ham handed writing at times about like what is life, you know? Robot life is not <laughs> is not different from human life. But this served the same thing for me where I enjoyed both of them and I like the possibility of the worlds that they're setting up. It was good. <laughs> I, 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 continue, I continue to recommend this one um the only the only thing that we watched that wasn't that really was we watched the first episode of the the relaunch of gossip girl did you Um, watch the original gossip girl no okay okay yeah um they do some interesting things i think they do a better job of connecting this gossip girl to the original gossip girl than space jam did connecting this space jam to old space jam (laughs) I, I mean, I feel like that's on purpose, though. Like, the old Space Jam is, what, 30 years ago, almost? No. Yeah. 20-something years ago? Yeah. I was going to say, it came out after I was born, so it can't be 30. It has to be, like, 97. <laughs> okay, 97. So, I, I feel like 97. 25 years no, no, no. ago. Wait, wait, wait. I was in Alaska and Fort Greeley, so I was about four or five years old, so 93, 94-ish? 96. 96, 96. it came out. Yeah. So exactly 25 yeah. years yeah, ago. Right. <laughs> so yeah. there's 25 years in between. You're making this movie for a whole new set of kids. Whereas Gossip Girl just finished six years ago. Mm. No, it was nine years ago. Nine years ago. Yeah, because they I'm reference sure the mo- it in the show. <laughs> I'm sure that the people that you're getting are the people that watch that as opposed to a whole new generation of people. I mean, th- I think that there's definitely some overlap. I will also say that this is a younger show than the previous show mm. in, in a lot of ways. Um, 
just from knowing anything about the previous one, like the way that they cast people, um, the subject material, stuff like that. T- 10 years has been a lot culturally in a shift. This um, is true. And like that, that's represented in there. It's fine. Um, I don't, I don't know if I would be a person who would continue watching this, but I'm not much for like the back and forth drama at this point in my life. What's the premise? Uh, like there, there's a group of kids who are like the, the hot shit at school. And, um, because they're the hot shit, they think they can kind of push anyone around, even though not all of them actually seem like buttholes. They just seem like full of themselves, but Mm -hmm. they do. They are also buttholes to the teachers and the teachers who, Honestly, I feel like are like three years older than the students in this. Mm. At least they come off that way. Um, they know about Gossip Girl having happened in the past, and they choose to re, like, bring it back to life to reanimate Gossip Girl, not as a <laughs> blog this time, but as like an Instagram, other social media kind of thing uh, to take so all these students down a peg. Teachers going, you know what? Y'all are annoying. Let's just go ahead and destroy your lives. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's that's the thing. And but they also seem to have a conscience about it. I don't. There's there's some back and forth about it where I think it's going to be more multifaceted than it would have been okay. if it was just a thing in like 2001 for mm. the same kind of idea. Um, I still don't expect it to be great. So, wasn't Sebastian Stan on the original Gossip Girl? Oh god, I have. I don't no know. Idea. I never watched it, but I would go back to see if he was on it because <laughs> version of him, and I'm curious. I was gonna say, I know he was on <laughs> one of those shows, it's either um, Gossip Girl or no, he, One he Tree was. Hill, or yeah, um, the OC. Apparently, apparently, he was on Gossip Girl. Okay, um, he was uh, he was Carter Bizen. Don't know what that means, but <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. then wasn't, uh, I think Kristen Bell was the original Gossip Girl? No, she was the voice. The yeah. voice of the... Okay. And then apparently they brought her back. Oh, is she it. the voice of it again? Uh, like, I, don't, I don't know if that's actually... That was the kind of thing that Naima alluded to when we were watching it and she looked something up for it. Um, but but if, she wasn't if in it's the first her, episode. If it's not her, um, well, or at least for the voiceover. They could have used a different voiceover for the person writing as gossip girl um it sounds close to close enough to her okay yeah they they do they do actually say apparently in this who the person was that ran the gossip girl blog and it was some guy yeah that's the big yeah. reveal at the last episode of the Ooh. series the, first, the original series or something like that mm-hmm. i don't know i just remember that was the big reveal all right yeah. it, it's fine <laughs> It's fine. Any standout actors for you at the moment? I'm sure it's a lot of young, relatively unknown actors on the show. Yeah. No, uh, I, I do think that pretty much everyone in there is acting it well. I like the guy. It's um, Evan Mock is the guy's name. Uh, I just think he has a good look. He's like a like a tan dude, short hair, but it's it's bleached and then dyed to a, like a light, soft pink kind of color. It's a good look. Okay. Gossip Girl is available on uh, HBO Max, right? Only on HBO Max, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. That's that's why it was such a clean transition after Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, what did you watch this week? So I have been avoiding getting Apple TV because oh. do I need another subscription? But then I saw the trailer to Schmigadoon. You did. And went, that's it. 
this is the final piece of the puzzle. <laughs> I am now going to get Apple TV. I haven't been able to watch Schmegadoon yet because I think it just released. But Today? Um, or yesterday? I think or yesterday. Friday? Yeah. Someday. I don't know. But <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, when the time to drop things is Friday. <laughs> well, this is an excellent day. It's like a midweek happiness. You need a boost. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> don't shake your head at me. Um, but I started watching Mythic Quest first. I'm like halfway through the first season. Um, I think episode four. Oh, you need to get to the the nope. coveted episode five. Is it five? Okay. Five I is the one that I, I always hear everybody talking about. Okay. Was, she she said the last time we talked about it, she she said uh, episode eight for what like, it was. was. It episode eight or something. And then I was I was just like. You don't need to know what episode it is. Watch and enjoy. <laughs> Sorry. Now I know. The next one. Um, I really like it. I don't think I would initially, but I, I mean, I feel like I would have liked it a little bit because I do play RPGs. I don't play MMOs, but I do play RPGs. And so that's fun. I absolutely love the lead engineer, Poppy, and how she is with the, the head guy. What's his name? What's the. What? Ian as a character? Ian Rob McElhinney? Yeah. Rob McElhinney. Yeah. Rob McElhinney. Yeah. Like. I like their counterpoints to each other and I like the relationship they have. Like at first, the first episode, I was like, I don't know. And then they kind of fixed it at the end of that episode and the rest, I just really like this like back and forth relationship they kind of have. I don't know if mm. I ship it, but like I like it <laughs> how it is at least. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say the next time we record, she ships it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm excited. but um, And yeah, I just like the things it makes fun of when it comes to RPGs and the the Pootie character, that little kid that I was Pootie like, shoe? oh my god, Pootie shoe. I'm like, oh my god, like <laughs> this is it. This is everything I like cannot stand about online gaming is like kids <laughs> like him. But um, wait, does Danny Pootie keep his name Pootie in no, the show? No, P- Pootie shoe is supposed to represent the entirety of YouTuber and Twitch characters. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's okay. a little kid. Like the uh. worst. Like he's. He's, they're making fun of. I can't remember the name of the guy. He's not even a kid anymore. What PewDiePie? Yeah, PewDiePie. That's mm-hmm. what I'm assuming they're trying to reference. It kind kind I've of never gotten Pew, PewDiePie. PewDiePie was more of like a like a shouty let's play kind of person. This yeah. this kid's supposed to be one who's like he he'll play the game in a more serious manner. But that's clearly who they're referencing with the name of the character. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. So I can't wait to. I guess see the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I decided to watch Ted Lasso with my parents. So we got through the first two episodes and it's hilarious. It's so great. It's so my humor. Just like, wait, what did he say? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of here. And I'm just laughing and mom's laughing and dad's saying nothing. But at the end of the second episode, he's like, yeah, that's that's pretty good show. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) I was very concerned, but my dad doesn't laugh out loud a lot. So, um, but yeah, I think we enjoyed it. So I think it's going to be the next comedy that we all watch together as a family because it's just, it's wholesome, but hilarious. And I just, and they do a really good job, which I think is the whole point of showing the difference between like American and then British. <laughs> like my favorite thing about the British is how they curse. 
Because <laughs> like we would be like, "Who? Like what'd you just say?" And it's like a normal sentence. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm. And then the types of humor. Like my favorite thing so far, which I'm sure I'm going to have more, is the fact that he makes those biscuits. <laughs> she's tr- yeah. desperately trying to figure out where he got them. And he's it's buying like, them from, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, he makes them. He has to make them. And sure enough, at the end of the episode, it's like, oh, I love this guy. Like, how is his wife trying to leave him? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I want to give him a hug. He's so great. And all the football players are very interesting. And I'm excited to see how they develop, too, and change. Yeah, it's just it's fun. Yeah, this show I, is just so it's so good. It's, I'm, I'm it's glad so it's wholesome. got all the all the nominations for the primetime Emmys. Uh, season two is supposed to be starting up here soon. Yeah, the twenty third. Yeah, the twenty third. Oh, okay. One of the things I love about it is that, like, in every instance where like Ted Lasso would be lost or confused because of the cultural shock like he's just like oh okay cool let's go along with it like it's not so much i'm gonna get angry because you do things different than me but it's it's, yeah i like that the coach guy with them too is very much the same way like yeah this is coach beard coach beard Beard. and he keeps and he learns the things like he's like no you can't it's it's not the yeah no it's yeah everybody's great Everyone's great. <laughs> Everybody's great in that show. I like the the first time that you see him have to actually like field a like a football question. Um, it, like the, oh, it's not, it's not fielding a football question. There's a bunch of questions, but the first part where it's like, oh no, he didn't study this at all, is where some he says like the win like win or lose, and they're like or draw, and he's like, oh we'll yeah, draw. forgot y'all forgot y'all did that here. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't tie here. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Which they do ties in college football too so that's not that weird because he, he was a college football coach but yeah. anyways um uh and and then like even juno temple who i usually don't care for as an actor like i love in this show this is that's for keely right yes yeah yeah, yeah. i do i'm i'm messed up because how old do you think keely is elizabeth like, the character or the no, no 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 like as as a character and actor all of these things don't like no, no suggestions how old do you think that she is elizabeth who currently can't hear <laughs> oh, i'm sorry not elizabeth i i, I meant jess sorry. But honestly, for, 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 <laughs> i totally meant jess but like both of you guys can answer this one okay so who really forgets names pretty rapidly which one's cute um uh, jamie's jamie's girlfriend the douchey oh. soccer player. Okay, the model lady. The model, yeah. Um, yeah. how old do I think she is? Yes. 20... The actress or the character? Both. He wants both. to know both. Twenty-eight. So you see okay. the character's twenty-eight? Y- yeah. And then what do you think about the actress? Probably thirty-five. I don't know. I feel like it's gotta be different than what I think it is. I think she looks amazing. Okay. So <laughs> but I also feel like she's older than I think she probably is. So late twenties and mid thirties. What do you think? I agree the character is supposed to be late twenties and I think the actress is forty two. Wow. You think she's how old? Forty two. Okay. So um, you're gonna reveal? Yeah, so as as her character, she's supposed to be like early thirties. Um, okay. like okay. very early 30s uh, and then she's 31 
I also thought okay. she was much older, and I feel like a jerk about it. Well, oh. so, so, that, so you all don't know that Jonah, Juno Temple is like most mo- very recently was just a child actress, like a teenage actress. No, yeah, no. no, no. I, I, I learned this after the fact because okay. like she had like a whole series of interviews and stuff where it's like she became an adult on TV and stuff. Oh. And when, when you see her outside of the character, she looks much younger. Well, and it's not- character they made her look like she's like a super like well have kind of character who's older it's not the looks it's more like the attitude. there's a maturity about her i think mm-hmm. yeah about how she acts that i make and that's probably now because oh she's been acting since she was a teenager like that's more what it is mm-hmm. like she doesn't act like she's young and I Even guess if she's playing a younger character. But then I think I, also her character of an actress or a uh, model that's been through it all is yeah. probably got to be yeah. seem older, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So her character is supposed to seem older. And the other half to me is, is I always presume actresses are older than they probably are. Yes. Because I know that they all look younger than they actually are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so why you get Kristen Bell at 28 playing a 16-year-old on Veronica Mars. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, that's why I always, I tend to estimate high. Like, like I just, add about okay. 10 years to the character at least. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, I, I was shocked to find that out, like, two days ago. That her actually, like, she's the same age as so, me. It's, I was <laughs> saying, well, or the fact that they actually cast somebody who's the same age as the character she's supposed to be playing. I mean, honestly, yeah. this is true. Yeah. <laughs> like that is stunning that because is that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the show is also trying to like break some norms and stuff. Like, even though you have the lovable main character, like that doesn't necessarily mean that their relationship is perfect. Because well, like, also, it, that's not how that goes. Yeah, they also say something about the fact that Jamie is dating an older woman. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's true. That's just because. It, Special athletes are super young because they it, blow out all their <laughs> joints and body parts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, Elizabeth, uh, not Elizabeth. I'm sorry, but I'm really mixing up names today. Um, Jess, mm-hmm. do you have a crush on the guy who's not Jamie with the eyebrows? The guy with the eyebrows. So the older football player. Yes. Um, not quite yet, but I think I would get there with how his character is possibly developing. Yeah, I'm just, I was so sure. Like, as soon as you started watching it, I was like, yeah, she's going to have a crush on that. Well, because I'm like, can I trust this? Because I I guess initially, because at first he comes across being a real douchebag. But then, Mm -hmm. but then you meet Jamie. And then you're like, oh, okay. And it's all all a spectrum. I think it's the first episode or maybe the beginning of the second episode where one of the the Nigerian player like falls and he's the first Mm. one to say like, get up and call Jamie on it. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I'm like, I still don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, all right. So, welcome to the Ted Lasso podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset about this. No. Yeah, at all. That that was what I was I was hoping we would do. Before we could do Ted Lasso we season Ted two. Lasso. It's no, I'm twenty third. I meant for us to watch it in the lead up to our next series after this that we already know about. Oh, okay. Uh, but so many of us have already watched Ted Lasso, so yeah. Well, I mean, it's safe to say season two comes out. We could do that. Instead of Why the Last Man? No, because he said the 23rd. So isn't that next week? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But the 20, when's Why the Last Man? It's not until August. This is true. I just mean, because I think, it'll, I think it'll bleed over that. I don't know. That, that's neither here nor there. This, you're, you're hearing the sausage <laughs> get made right now. Cut this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So Apple TV Plus. Ted Lasso, Mythic Quest. Have you tried uh, the morning show yet? I have not because mainly I think my mom would like it. So Uh-oh. I got to wait till okay. mom and I can watch it together. Mm. But. Fair. Uh, for my week's watch, because I'm the last one, right? Yeah. I For my week's watch, I watched The Tomorrow War, the, the movie on oh, Amazon Lord. Prime. Uh, originally not supposed to go to streaming, but because of the pandemic, uh, got bought up by Amazon Prime to play original there over the fourth of july weekend it was touted by amazon prime as the most (laughs) watched movie in the country so i don't know how they actually get that demographic but (laughs) i think that's like calling it the world's best coffee yeah there you go yeah yeah (laughs) congratulations (laughs) you did it they could have really pulled some like weird number nonsense where they said like people didn't pause the movie or something they're trying to talk about like retention rate for people's eyeballs (laughs) all the streaming sites because none of them release their numbers is all ridiculous whenever they say you know it it made this money or it all it you know it 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 was seen by this many people it's like well what does that mean like did someone just play the first five minutes and then like now nah, i'm okay and you count that or what oh, yeah. Yeah. you count that oh yeah you count it <laughs> if it gets started you count that even if it gets started automatically because they started at the top of the screen <laughs> so what if they what if they start it this go away and then they start it again does that count as two yep yeah it's not you know, they, yeah. honestly yeah it's 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 got to be a percentage thing because that's how that works for youtube yeah um, uh, I was super not impressed with this movie. Um, <laughs> so surprising. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> look, look, Chris Pratt, I think is a funny dude. And obviously after, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic World. No, um, uh, Parks and Zero Park. Dark 30, he got himself to be a good looking funny dude. Uh, he's okay looking dude. He's a, he's a fit man. He's nice. very fit. Pretty I don't think looking. he's handsome. I, See, I, look, pretty good looking. Pretty good looking. No, he's good looking. I just, I don't, I don't know he, what it is. I don't know if it's a personality make my thing. Top ten, but maybe my top thirty. <laughs> is he maybe in your top like... ten of Chris's? <laughs> no, because yes. Chris, Chris, Pine, yeah. Chris Pine fills five of those slots. <laughs> I see. I would think that he's better looking than Chris Pine. I think Chris Pine's. No, I don't know. I, I personally, well, I cannot have a preference. (laughs) You can. It's just a wrong preference. How about this? Okay, Chris Pratt's characters in Guardians of the Galaxy, and then very attractive as a person. (laughs) Yes, that's also true. You're you're absolutely right. Like Star Lord to me, because I like people that like music and dance to it ridiculously (laughs) as they're fighting. That would be top 10 for me. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and I did like him in Jurassic World with the Velociraptor. But see, that's but that's what I'm getting just, is like him as a funny guy. I, I enjoy him as the action guy. Not so much. Jurassic World and this movie. like It just doesn't. He To me, he doesn't pay off. It just mm-hmm. doesn't work. I agree. Um, John Krasinski should go back to being funny. No, John Krasinski <laughs> does an amazing job as an action star. So you need to back off. Um, but... I never think, ending debate. <laughs> <laughs> the the premise for this movie just at the beginning already is like I don't I don't think I can jump on. It doesn't make any sense to me. If you have this technology, you should be using it in a different way, not mm-hmm. to the way that they're using it. And they don't really give you a good explanation of why they're using it in the way that they are. It's Mitch, like, can, can, 
time travel thing, right? It's time travel, yeah. Yeah. So the premise Which, of the movie, without giving anything yeah. away, can, is can, can we can we hit the part about what the the thing is with the these creatures? What what's the issue with them? Like, what do they do? They destroy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like like they have like a, they they have like a very specific kind of behaviors and stuff. Like they they can hear you from far away. Like they they've got. But you 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 go into the description. Your description. Stephen, why don't you just just tell me what it is that you're trying what, to say? Why are they using the guns they're using? Oh, <laughs> why are they using those guns? Okay, so we'll get into that. <laughs> the premise of the movie is: was it thirty five years into the future? the the people of earth are fighting a war uh there is like mm-hmm. everything is down to f- the last 10 percent of the world's population cool uh cool 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 <laughs> 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 they come they've discovered a time uh, a way to tra- travel back in time to exactly 35 years in the past and they send back robots right they do not oh <laughs> <laughs> but they can only they're taking people from current time to the future to fight the war now these people that are You're going overpopulated. To, the people are that they're taking forward, they can only stay there for seven days, and after seven days they get sent back. Whether or not you're Reason. alive or in one piece, you know, is another story. Like, <laughs> you just imagine your son's just gone, like your dean, and then, and then comes back as like a broken. <laughs> what? So they can only take certain people that are over a certain age and they, that meet a certain qualification. And then they can only good looking, right? <laughs> essentially, <laughs> and they can only send back people that are under a certain age for reasons. Now, it's it's that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, How do you age that much in seven days? No, 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 not they send back some of the people in the future to the past to grab oh, to people. Train. Oh, okay. See, and that's another problem. They don't really train anybody. They grab ordinary, regular people who are grocery store clerks, accountants, stuff like that to, and, and, uh, Chris Pratt's character who, yes, was a SOCOM like special ops person. Okay. But the only thing they know about him is that he was a science teacher. Like he's a high school science teacher. Well, that reminds me of the forever war. Yep. Yeah. That's what yep. I was gonna say. This this sounds a lot like the book that you all read, and yeah, I was like, they it does. Scientists, and, and I can tell people. you, I can now answer for you the question about why they don't use this time travel more usefully. Uh-huh. It's because the higher ups and whatever the future is have just decided, oh, we just need more cannon fodder. We're going to take I mean, yeah. the Russia approach and just. Well, that's not what they do in this one, but (laughs) that does make sense. But that also doesn't make sense. If you grab someone in the past, that means that future that they had is not good. Meaning you could create a paradox where the people. That's why they said. Is that not not why they grabbed those people? Because they all died. Right. Within the next 10 years, they have to have died from something. Uh Uh-huh. But. And they have uh, they have had to already had kids, and they've had to not like, in their future they weren't going to plan to have any more kids. Like, but there's still a lot that could happen. It's, assuming you take someone's father away, and that father dies, what is it that? How, who's to say that they're not going to be like, well, I don't want to have any fucking kids if I could possibly die and leave this leave them orphaned? Like, and then my adding dad did. in childhood trauma, and then like exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> why psychological not? harm is not actual harm, <laughs> as we learned from gun, <laughs> Gunpowder Milkshake. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) so if you if you if you're sending people back why not just send everybody back and then wait until the war starts so thus you have 
Intel. Intel. So, you know? well, th- yeah. this might be the situation of like um, the movie, The Time Machine, where if mm-hmm. if the event hadn't happened, they wouldn't have had the reason to create the time device. <laughs> in the certain first events place. have to happen, right? And that's that's the problem with time travel. You're, yeah. you're absolutely correct. But if they've already gone back in time, then it already happened, and thus it happens. Like that's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't. We look at this one differently. <laughs> we but do the, look at time it, travel if you, different. If you want to find out more about this one, we did an, a, a thing that's a, that was a Patreon exclusive thing about a necklace. That was that's very right. confusing. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it on our YouTube now. Uh, but yes, so I had real issue with a lot of the premise of the movie and the ideas but jk simmons gives you a fucking amazing performance at the end of this movie and that's that i think that's one of the things that you should probably watch this movie for <laughs> suffer through two hours for to, the last 10 minutes for the last 20 minutes okay i i, I think that was that was probably the the best uh part of the whole movie for me it did uh, get greenlit for a sequel, correct? It did. They're in development yes. already. It's already in development first. I don't know what they're going to do because it's a pretty cut and dry ending, but sure. Why it's not? It's going to be 20, like 65. Yeah. Now. Yeah, exactly. We're going to send you even further in the future. And then it's going to end up that then there was just, we all became just one person. No, it's going it's to be multiple timelines. <laughs> it's going to turn war. into the forever war. The forever war. <laughs> We're all just oh, the man. same being. Wait, I, I, I love the, I love the idea of that book. I really wish that got a good adaptation. It well, could be still done. Supposed if, to working if on someone, one. That's what they keep saying. I don't know that you could do one well. I don't know. It'd be really hard. There's a lot of things you'd have to I, really explain or change. It would. It would have. It would. It, audience. It would change in a big way. But I mean, we have. We still have plenty of war right now. They would just change sure. it from being a corollary for the Vietnam War to being. Like Afghanistan, Iraq, and everything. Yeah, I also think the movie would have worked better if you would if it would have been a bunch of time refugees instead of a war. Like if if everybody came back from the future and like they needed they were displaced and now we're since we're already overpopulated and you're sending in people from the future and what are their rights and stuff like I think I feel like that would have been a better movie, but that's a different type of movie, I guess. All the yeah, it's District Nine. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> but time instead of aliens and all the questions in the falcon and the winter soldier uh, <laughs> true <laughs> that's true uh okay the tomorrow war is available on prime video you can go watch it there mm-hmm. hey guys sorry i couldn't be there i had to do some responsible type stuff today so i had to send it in this way instead uh which really disappoints me because I had a lot of things to say about this episode. Uh, This finale left me wanting, um, and I voiced my frustration previously in group chats, basically indicating that I was very dissatisfied. And this is true, but only so much that it was because everything was so good up until this point and it was really building up to something and then it just kind of felt like they left us hanging quite literally in some cases uh, but before I get too far into that I wanted to mention a, a week's watch didn't get a chance to watch a lot unfortunately but there was one thing I couldn't go without discussing further and that is the Deadpool reacts video 
where he watches the Free Guy trailer with Korg from Thor Ragnarok and later Endgame. This is some genius level marketing. At this point, it's hard to tell where Ryan Reynolds ends and Deadpool actually begins. Um, it was extremely funny. It was censored, but it still had that Deadpool sense of humor, which is a good sign because this all but confirms that Deadpool is, in fact, in the MCU now. In fact, them being so coy about it kind of makes it, in some ways, even more confirmation. Um, really interested in what comes of that, how they're going to handle the R ratings for these movies. Probably going to be fine with them, I'm sure. They'll just have to figure out a way to make sure they extra carefully post that these movies are not intended for kids, I guess. Um, now, so going back to the Loki finale, everything I wanted to happen for the most part happened. Loki and Sylvie finally had their moment where they lock lips. Wouldn't have minded a little more, but you know, that was good for a Disney Plus show. But then I think that's the point where things go south very quickly. Uh, we're left with a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of people who kind of go off on their own and we don't know what's happening with them. What exactly are the ramifications of this the killing of the he who remains? Which, side note, I found out today that apparently Jonathan Majors was first cast as this character in Loki and because of this, then got the part as Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I thought that was very interesting. Um, I wonder if one of the things that they used to cast Jonathan Majors is have him read lines in many different like villain styles. Um, gotta say, not a big fan of his acting choices as He Who Remains. But if this is then later used to showcase how different Kang and maybe other variants are going to be from him, then in, in actuality could be a good way of him showing some acting chops, which I have no doubt he has. Uh, also realize that Loki is kind of a low-key reunion show for Lovecraft Country because you have B-15 who played Ruby in Lovecraft Country and it took me this long to realize that and I'm very ashamed of this but now Jonathan Majors also who was the main character um, so that was a, kind of a cool little nod there I guess to previous collaborations um, but yes again the show left me high and dry literally wanted to throw something through my television once it ended and we're getting a season two which we kind of technically knew but this was official confirmation however i felt like this could have been redeemed with a decent mid or end credit sequence but all we got was a stamp telling us more is coming that was not satisfying uh, but I am going to definitely be looking forward to more Loki. This has in fact been my favorite of the Marvel shows so far. 
one division was a little uneven in hindsight, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier wrapped them things a little too well. This one was something I wanted to get more out of, and it was definitely on track to do so, but unfortunately it didn't stick the landing quite how I would have wanted, and we're left with way more questions now than answers. Not how I wanted this to go down, and now we have to wait, I don't know, a year before we get more of this? So. Hopefully we see how these kinds of actions uh, in the season finale start affecting the rest of the MCU. But until we get more Loki, I'm going to be feeling a little unsatisfied. That's it for me. And uh, always remember to geek out, guys. And now we're going to get into the finale episode of Loki. Something, you wanna, you wanna, something, always. Uh, for all time. There always. it is. For all time. For all always. time, always. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, dark side. <laughs> something, something, dark side. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, my big grievance <laughs> is the Wednesday, Wednesday thing. I am not okay with shows dropping on Wednesday. Look, I'm no, not no, going to no. get time to watch anything until Friday, and now I have to dodge all of social media and still get spoiled anyways until I get to watch it. So nothing got spoiled for me. Now, granted, I did watch it Wednesday night, but... Well, yeah, that's going to help. But people saying... I know, sorry. <laughs> but people... Well, Listen, actually, Mitch, no, I didn't still, get spoiled. In my experience, as a person who entirely <laughs> swerved all of the I circumstances and spoiled it for you. But I still got partially <laughs> spoiled, but not like with a spoiler, but with the fact that Disney announced season two, and I was like, oh, crap, like it's got a cliffhanger. It's not going to... I was mad. Exactly. I was so mad. I was like, mm-hmm. dang it. I'm like... And I even told my mom, I was like, mom, by the way, there's a season two, and she's like... Oh, Sonali's gonna suck. <laughs> so, not gonna lie, I didn't know there was a season two till the end. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, I didn't so watch lucky. it till Saturday. <laughs> but let's be clear, I don't do social media. That's true. So, and and I can't fault people for wanting to talk about the show. Like they're in the right to talk. If it's been out, they should be able to talk about it. But not no, the day of. No, honestly, but even I'm still, still like that's, I'm still okay with people talking about it. It's just that. With the idea of spoiler culture and so many different things, I have learned how, like, one, how dumb people are. Two, how, like, entirely empty their imaginations have to be that the things that they think that they're saying aren't also spoilers for this stuff. <laughs> just, just, put, just putting the fact that, like, um, in, in some article headlines, it would say, like, see, um, like, what season one of Loki told us or the season one finale of Loki. That implies a season two. Yep. Yeah. Like the people are so frustratingly dumb with when they're trying to not talk about it. So I just I and and even even like certain websites will be like, well, let's tell you everything you need to know about Kang. It's just like, well, well okay, yeah. great. Now we know Kang is in the episode. I went to I went to my to the bookstore that we go to here. Last night, uh-huh. uh, and there was a guy like who worked at the store, just full on saying everything about that season finale in front Ooh. of a lady who just said that she did not watch the finale yet, and he Aww. was just going into it. And I, 
Like, what are you talking? Dude, stop. Stop it, sir. <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> how does everybody feel about the introduction of Kang as the, or I'm sorry, he who remains? They never actually said the name Kang. Mm-hmm. I like him. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Majors is a great he's- actor, so I'm happy that he's in it. Yeah. No, I, I really liked it. Um, I was expecting it because you guys mentioned it before. So I kind of sort of wished it wasn't somebody else, but because you guys expected it. But, mm-hmm. but no, I, I, I liked it as a whole. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And it's introducing a lot of fun stuff for the MCU. So mm-hmm. the idea that, um, you know, we had one person curating the timeline so that he is ultimately quote unquote protecting it from other versions of himself. How do you feel about that plot device? The only reason I was really okay with it is because he called himself a dictator yeah, and, and, and truly embraced that fact. Like, yep, nope, definitely lying. Yep. Nope. Definitely doing bad things, <laughs> but it's for the greater good. It's for well, the greater. well, <laughs> this is this is the question of what the alternative is. This is the gambit. And that's what he called it. And it is always a gambit when you mm-hmm. depose an authoritarian dictator group, what have you. Whenever there is revolution, you never know what's going to come after. Looking at you, mm-hmm. French Revolution. <laughs> like. <laughs> like you just you never know. And so to present it very much as a gambit, and here you go, here are your options, was very, very accurate to me. They didn't attempt to make him a good guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just said, no, I'm a bad guy. Do you know if I'm the worst bad guy option? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because I don't don't think that they made him not, I don't think they made him uh, not a bad guy or not a good guy. He's neutral. He's, I, he's just like, he's like, I'm here and it's better this it's way. Better this way. I, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm kind of evil about it. Sorry, you don't have free will, but like, <clears throat> here's your alternative. But you don't know what that alternative is until you kill me. He was a lot more. He's very pragmatic. You, you got, yeah, mm-hmm. you got, yeah. you got what, like 15, 20 minutes of him and he already was better developed than Thanos on a whole. Yeah, yeah. Like I was already his, like, his, yes, this is my favorite kind of bad guy. Like <laughs> this is so much better than Thanos. Yeah. And they have yeah. kind of sort of along the same sort of reasoning. Like I need to protect the universe by destroying mm-hmm. half. I need to protect the universe because I'm freaking insane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like within, and that could be just the acting, the writing. I just fifteen minutes sold. Best bad guy. <laughs> so a good character in the Marvel comics. It's not so much alternate timelines as just different versions of him at different points in the time in his own timeline Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean they could definitely change it to be alternate timelines that's as easy as all that goes some of the other names that he goes by is king the conqueror iron lad rama toot or tut uh victor timely scarlet centurion immortus king the conglomerator and mr griffin now a lot of people were saying that he who remains is more equivalent to uh, Immortus, which was the good version of Kang who tried to stop mm. Kang. Uh, mm. The version that we see in the statue that um, Loki sees in the alternate timeline that he is now in, mm-hmm. where where Mobius doesn't know who he is, yeah. that's more of a Kang, like okay. just the way that he's dressed. Mm. Kang usually has this weird helmet piece that he usually wears, but yeah, the MCU doesn't tend to like helmets all that much. Yeah. 
No, Which and they, 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 yeah. they keep taking away people's like cool helmet face frames that they have in the comics. We've that's only gotten one in Shatterstar. Well, that's, that's because it. of your impractical, realistically, like some drawing should not be brought to life. True. This is also true. <laughs> the other thing, Stephen, is if you're going to pay that much money for a pretty face, you don't want to cover it with a helmet. That's yeah, exactly that what it is. Yeah. We want to see a pretty face. That's mean of you. You think John, Jonathan Majors deserves to be the first one who has his face covered up then? No, <laughs> By she, this logic. No. Uh uh-uh. What? Because this one has the the head thing. No, it doesn't. This new version. You said he has the head thing. No, I said he didn't have it. No, he the doesn't. doesn't have it. Uh-uh. Dang, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at the statue. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, so, which is another thing. is like, Sylvie kills he who remains after she sends Loki through the time, the temp pad window. So, I mean, yes, time travel is all wibbly wobbly and timey wimey, <laughs> but shouldn't he have still been in the correct timeline since she hadn't killed him yet? Well, the, the thing exists um, outside. Yeah. It's outside of time. It's so, so then it and, still shouldn't have been affected by him not well, remembering Loki. And the other thing is, is the bad guy said that what's going to happen is, is you're going to end up l- most likely you'll end up looping back and he'll be where he was because the bad versions of him will destroy everything because they have time travel ability. So. Th- yep. Now you you've gone cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could literally be anything you want it to be. That's the point of time travel. Yep. You can do whatever and make it I'm, cause whatever. I'm so excited for Dr. Strange now. Cause I feel like it's going to be Dr. Strange being like, okay, I need to go check on Wanda. And then like halfway there, he's like, what just happened? <laughs> just like, wait a minute. Why is everything different within the cosmic universe? Because <laughs> even Doctor Strange didn't know about all this stuff. Yeah, some, someone mentioned it that uh, Doctor Strange has to save the entire multiverse and all this different stuff because he texted while driving one time in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I had the thought too upon like watching this and watching like TikTok videos reacting to like why this Loki is a really good Loki, even though people are like, he changed too drastically. But there was a TikToker that literally pointed out like if Odin just said, but you're still like a son to me before he fell asleep in Thor when Loki found <laughs> out he was a frost giant, none of the Avengers would have happened. <laughs> like all Odin had to do was be a good dad. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a lot of comic book characters. If your father had just been a good father, (laughs) there would have been a lot of lot less villains. I mean, that's all. That's also the case with a lot of serial killers too. Like, (laughs) with with this this finale, um, there there are a lot of things with this one that I liked. Some things that I didn't like and stuff. Um, One thing that I couldn't stop thinking about afterwards i don't think that there's anyone here who watches rick and morty aside from i me. actually do i do okay okay <laughs> so, so it's the citadel of ricks and the temp pad is the portal gun yep yes it's that's it that's that's the whole thing there's a guy who worked on this who's like the head writer guy who was a producer for rick and morty oh, before that makes sense now uh, it's all i guess i knew that in the back of my mind but i didn't put that together it's yeah. very weird because it's just that I, I like there's only so many things you can do with time travel and stuff like that like multiverse things and i like this this idea mm-hmm. going forward i like that jonathan majors will get to play different versions of characters and stuff like yes like it, it was very weird to reconcile the idea of the like smoldering at whatever is happening like whatever white people nonsense 
like Eldritch nonsense just happened in front of him in Lovecraft Country. Like that kind of ferocity with this character. <laughs> yes. Um, and one of the things I loved about his performance in this episode is the little like facial things that he did right before he knew something was about to happen. So yeah. like the first time Sylvie is about to like gut him with the sword in the elevator, he you can see it on his face where he's like, and it's about to now. Yeah. Like it happens. It's a little subtle. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's a little subtle things like that. I'm like, that is so good. It was just <laughs> such. It was great. Um, do do we? Oh, what? oh no, you can go. You started first. I, I I just wonder, what else does he use that thing for on his wrist normally besides making puppets for exposition? <laughs> I mean, it's also a tempad. The thing on his wrist, the the yep. thing that was yeah, like that, that was he the made the little yeah. goop come off of. Yeah, because huh. that's what that's what Sylvie uses later to open up the door for. Uh, Loki. Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Mm, all right. Uh, it was just like, what, what? What is this weird device? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really cool eye watch. I mean, when you have, when, when you spend that much time alone, you kind of have to make your own friends. Yeah. This, this is true. true. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, actually, quick um, thing about the the design of the place. Did you guys look at it as being mar or like marble that's like has like ripples of gold in it, or um, I, I I processed it as being like this uh, obsidian castle that had been put together, like um, put back together from being broken, like they do in Japan where they'll repair something with gold. That's that exactly that's what, what I, I thought too. How yes. I thought it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I was going <laughs> to say one of, one of my favorite things I've been pointing out and like writing wise, that if you want to introduce a bad guy and just have your audience know he's a bad guy right away as you have him eat an apple yes. and throw it away. <laughs> I wouldn't even bring <laughs> this up. As soon as I saw him come out with the apple – because the whole thing is like they're bad because they'll take one bite and then toss it, right? But he actually finishes apple. So I was very <laughs> like, hey, they took that really huge whiting trope and then just kind of spun it and be like, no, I mean, he, he will finish an apple. I ne- it's not I, that bad. <laughs> I never s- knew this until I watched CinemaSins. I don't know if anybody else watches that. Yeah. But he always points that out. He points out, you know, at bad guy eats apple, like kind of thing. So it made me think, is it because of original sin? Like, is that a thing that we just hold on to of the eating yes. the apple, the knowledge or whatever? Yeah. Or is it, uh, what was the other idea that I had in my head? Wastefulness as well. Is it just wastefulness? Oh yeah. no. Because you just, ha- when you eat an apple, you just look smug. Like it's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. It, you just look <laughs> smug when you eat an apple. So it's like, is that the reason why we always it's use a, it? it no, people don't know this, but Mitch is actually a doctor and he hates it when people eat apples. <laughs> <laughs> That's my money. He's like, you, you smug bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, think about the times you saw someone eat an apple. Did they not look smug? No, I always think like, can't you do that quieter? <laughs> You're interrupting everybody. <laughs> so I'm glad Actually, you brought that no, up. Was, I didn't know that was a that was an actual like thing that they taught in writing. I mean, it's, or not, at it's least just more things that writers do know and okay. do. Like it's just the easiest way to establish somebody as evil is just having them do something <laughs> along the lines of that. Like it's kind of like the use of crows and the use of snakes and Yeah. Um the thing that I keep seeing going around is uh when we get to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, like there's going to be a big scene where he just has to be upset at Wanda and Loki for all this multiverse stuff. But is Wanda Vision even a multiverse thing? To me, that was just an illusion. I th- I think she busted at the end where she starts playing with things to 
make the boys probably come back to life. I think she finds the universe that the boys do exist is what I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. Not okay. in the series, but in the end. The after the series. Yeah, the after the series. Okay. All right. That's, and that's, it's also not Loki's fault. Loki didn't choose to make someone. It, Loki well, legitimately Loki. tried a to Loki stop did. it. A Loki <laughs> killed uh, the He Who Remains, thus creating the multiverse. Yeah. That's that part. That's Sylvie. We have to establish a, a separate thing. Otherwise, we can't have them as a couple going forward. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there are plenty of narcissists in the world who love themselves. I'm still going to argue they're not exactly the same person. Well, okay. Brain development. But okay. So then there is a piece of dialogue in the episode where Sylvie says to Loki, says, uh, I was pruned before you even existed. Now, what yeah. does that line mean? Because to me, is she saying that he didn't exist until he became a variant? But I assume. I have no idea. Well, she, they, they are we different. Still, we still don't know what her nexus event was. Perhaps her nexus event was simply being born before a Loki was supposed to have been born. Sure. Then, then cool. They're, they're leaving more open. (laughs) Uh, And this is fine. Like we're getting a second season, so we're going to get more story. Hopefully like we need to know that nexus event, but that's that line really did stick with me. Like, what did she mean Mm -hmm. by that? Um, I was thinking it's that it's that Loki wasn't, final yet but like we haven't seen much of like young loki in this one and i think that with what we've seen so far and the fact that loki isn't actually what loki is Mm. um like loki's the frost giant (laughs) you know like (laughs) um loki is not the loki that we see like they were still in a state of flux in my mind okay so before loki as we see them Right. Came into being. That was the part where they just like yoinked her out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there was another thing that I was going to bring up. And I can't remember what it is. So what does someone else have? Uh, I, I wrote notes for this one. Ooh. Ooh. Notes. <laughs> Don't expect a lot, guys. No. It's all hinging <laughs> on you now. <laughs> um, so I, I thought it was definitely... Like, the finale itself didn't come to being a lot. One of the biggest issues for the finale was that I liked the journey that we were on. But then the ultimate bad guy in this series is not... The, like Who who Kang is in this is not anything for this series. Kang is who Kang is for the rest of the MCU. That essentially, besides the fact that he made the TVA... It doesn't service the story that we were getting. Like, I don't feel like we closed anything. We diverged in a huge Mm -hmm. way for the last sixth of this series. So is this the end of the Avengers when the other walks up to a guy in a throne and says, you know, the Avengers are going to be a hard thing to to defeat. Earth is going to be hard to conquer. And he says it's like courting death. Like, and we see Thanos for the first time. Is that make Kang our baddie for the next three phases? Yes. Yeah, I, I think it makes Kangs okay. our baddies, personally. Like, I, it, it's very odd. I, also, the other issue for, the, for this series by itself and what it means for the MCU going forward 
is that pretty much everyone's talked about the fact that at some point you're doing just bigger and bigger and bigger things. Um, we start with just Iron Man and then we get the Avengers mm -hmm. and then um, over time we have to deal with bigger and bigger threats, like threat in one small place, the whole planet. Now we're in space and guardians and everything. And with Thor, uh, yeah. Thanos comes in and now we decided like to just go ahead and skip space and jump straight to multiverse, multiverse. threat. At what point? Well, after does this space goes time. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much to follow. It's too much to deal with satisfyingly. Well, I think the the fact that you'll have you'll still have like Black Widow movies means you'll have grounded in world stories. Like I don't see uh, Yelena going up against big celestial monsters. Yeah. But in that in that well, situation, I think we end up with what Shield was, where anytime some big thing happened in Shield, we're like, well, why didn't they just like call Thor? Or even the, the MCU itself, why didn't they call Captain Marvel? They had to explain that away. And, and how, how do you deal with Captain Marvel going forward? You'll always be able to explain that away. Yeah, but are you able to or do, or just do you explain it? And it's not a good explanation. Well, I think that's the whole point of the multiverse is that provides an explanation that should be relatively satisfactory. All of this stuff is occurring. That doesn't mean it's occurring in this universe, in this version of time. I, I, I hope it comes it, works out well in that way but i i worry as a person who read comic books like well, we, we we've done this and i stopped mm, because I, it's just too much and it didn't come together i'm one of those people that i mentioned before where if i don't know something i look it up on wiki so i've already looked up kane and like all of his things which is how i also found out that the president lady of the tva the judge lady is named after kane's girlfriend mm -hmm. So I learned that and I'm like, oh, cool. And that's canon too, because it was within the official Marvel canon. Mm -hmm. um, I looked up the Infinity Gauntlet before, like when it was announced that that's where they were going. And I was like, they're never going to be able to do this. It's never going to make any sense. And they did. It does make sense to me as a writer. And well, it's, it also does make sense to me that Hulk can't be there at this time and they can't be there at this time because I think of things that happen in my own life when something goes wrong and the people I would normally depend on can't be there. Like, the, the, the thing I would say for this, though, was that when they, when they had to do the Infinity Gauntlet and everything, they took away the explanation that Thanos was trying to court death, essentially. Right. Yeah, because um, that was that literally ridiculous. But yeah. <laughs> but, but then the thing that they arrived at was also a thing that in this very same podcast you said didn't make enough sense. Which was you said you what? said that you said that Kang that Kang by himself makes more sense and is more compelling as a bad guy than Thanos was mm. because they went with kind of like a very slapshot explanation for him wanting to just go around and erase half of life. There's no, there's no good way for them to have done that. He took away, he took away all these different things that are also well, his, in the food chain, the supply, like the supply and demand of life. They, yeah. They haven't come up sense. with good explanations when they've changed things. Yeah. To fit but into the like, universe. even th like they could have thought of a better thing other than he wanted to date death though. Because yeah, no, I agree with that one. Yeah, like that's more my thing with it. Like to me, death is also just as ridiculous as his reasoning. Mm -hmm. Like it's especially for a cinematic audience of this caliber that doesn't read comics because a lot of MCU people do not read the Marvel comics. And I, I don't think you should. I don't think people should be reading, reading comics as much as they do for a lot of the superhero stuff personally. I, I do. 
I, I like I like a lot of them, but I, a lot of them are just like rack fillers. They're shelf fillers for a lot of those series, unfortunately. And this is not going to make anybody in this podcast happy. What does Disney or Marvel care if it makes or doesn't make sense? Because what does it do to their bottom line? It's not going to do anything. I mean, the Fast and the Furious movies don't make sense. They're constantly killing people and bringing them back. And there are all sorts of plot holes and there are all sorts of timeline issues. Still makes money. So as a production studio, who cares? (laughs) Like, sorry you don't like our explanation. Sorry it's getting too ridiculous. You're still paying us money to watch these movies, so. Yeah, no, it's just going to be one of those random Easter egg (laughs) jokes that, you know, like Black Widow's joke about the posing. Like, it's just, it's going to be one of those (laughs) down the line. Like, Mitch knows, like, I didn't watch Marvel movies for like six years. Mm -hmm. I started watching them again because this. (laughs) (laughs) Because I forced him. (laughs) <laughs> so, so yes, Disney might lose the Stephen Clarks of the world, but un- unfortunately, I think there are a lot There's more. Lot there are a <laughs> lot more Elizabeth Nortons when it comes to movie watching who just don't care but see there's they're not going to lose the Stephen Clarks of the world because there's going to be the Mitch Pimpayaks that take the Stephen Clarks to the movies. <laughs> I, I, I deal with this issue all the time. <laughs> so from from a business standpoint sure whatever writers do you but i don't care i i I, the fact that we've made it this far in the mcu i feel like kevin feige has a good grip even if there are things that that fall like yes captain marvel had to be explained the fact that she's been gone for all this time for whatever reason yeah uh he has a good grip on the moving pieces that it ultimately makes sense like iron man 3 why doesn't he call in captain america to help him take on uh the mandarin right because they hate each other at the time exactly Mm -hmm. or (laughs) or even iron man himself would have too much of an ego to ask someone else for help right Yeah, he has his ego and he's going through ptsd and he doesn't want to admit to it (laughs) so he's gonna go to therapy with the child that's just (laughs) just call a child a little shit like yes sure sure uh it's I it's 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 just one that I I don't know I that as much as I have grievances with other things it's not I this one I don't have agreements with and that's because I read so many comic books like it's people are going to do their own thing not call on help not you know whoever's going to be busy just like in was it far from home when he's like off planet busy like dead can't can't you can't say her name kind of thing yeah yeah I guess I'm going to space now um (laughs) And it's very much, and then I also, I can relate to it as a writer myself. Like I've written scenes and novels that had 5 million freaking characters in it. And I'm like, why didn't I think of doing this after I did this? And then it's like, you just explain it away in a character going, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> like maybe this situation would have been better if I just picked up a phone and it's, but it's a human thing to not, when you're going through something, you might not necessarily be thinking quite correctly or thinking, Hey, I've got a friend that can teleport across the universe. I could use them. No, you just want to solve the problem yourself. <laughs> and that's half of these things with heroes is all heroes have a small ego that they're going to want to think that they can solve the problem themselves. I'm just at a point where I think even though we've had this much time, we've still built too fast to the multiverse being everything. I'm so excited. For Mar- Marvel comics took decades. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up though, was that like just a little character moments again, um, 
Sylvie and Loki at the door of the castle that was good. where Sylvie is like, you know, I kind of want your opinion. I want to know what you think on. He's like, I don't have one. Like I'm following you. Like, <laughs> and then she got it. <laughs> and then she, and then right before she's about to kill him, he's like, uh, no, you shouldn't do this. You need to listen to me. I don't want to listen to you. I want to kill him. Like kind of thing. So 10 minutes ago, Sylvie, 10 minutes ago, you wanted it. I give it and you're just going to shove me through a portal. Thank you. Yeah. So I thought that was, a, that was really cool. So we had, uh, you know, and then after she kills Kang, or sorry, he who remains, she just sits down and has to sit there and reflect on what it is she does and it, what it means if if what he's saying is going to come true or not. So season two is going to be interesting. And in fact, that this is the only show of the three that have been released that is going to get a season two is also interesting. There was something that Keith of We Have Issues said where he said that this was supposed to be a longer season, but because like COVID quarantine stuff, it got cut into two. I have no idea if that's true in I any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I I haven't seen anyone talk about this, but that would make the less than satisfying season finale make sense to me. Falcon was only six episodes, right? Mm, eight. Mm-hmm. Was it eight? Was it and six? They're, no, no, they're, they're, I'm just saying they're all very short. Oh, yeah. They're all very short. Wanda, yeah. I know, was eight. I thought Falcon was shorter than Wanda. Maybe it was. I don't remember. I just really wanted Miss Time to be the ultimate bad guy. <laughs> I thought Miss okay, was going to She gave gonna me the too. best jump scare that yeah, I've had Minutes in like that, 10 years. Minutes, so that, that she is a bad guy to me. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I just really wanted her to be in charge of, or the person who trapped he who remains in mm. this <laughs> castle. Because he kept talking about a mission in his original explanation. I'm like, and the mission is to defeat Miss Minutes. <laughs> I was kind of curious if really with, um, how she refers to him by he, by he who remains, you know, mm-hmm. and then he, it seems like he had a moment where he was like, oh, she still calls me that. Like, I kind of like it. Yeah, when, did. I don't know which of those things is the true thing. Did he, did this character occupy the castle of a previous Kang who put everything together along with Miss Minutes? Does, is he like a different Kang than the person who built this whole thing? I had I had questions. It's oh, it's I, your Schrodinger's Kang at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's quite possible because he did say, you know, the two options are either you take over for me and my work continues or we eventually just end up back here. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Which also made me wonder at the point when he hears that thunder and he's like, ah, we've, you know, nine, eight, ten seconds ago was the last thing that was ever done before, right? They like, passed the threshold of his knowledge. So does that mean like right before that thunder strike, before he was killed? Like did Sylvie oh. stab him at that moment? Probably. And yeah. then we got back to this point and he's like, all right, now we're back at a point where I don't know. And then he gets stabbed and then we'll get back to that point again and something else will happen and he'll be like, ah, I've never been past this point now. <laughs> like, kind of yeah. Thing. It's it's an interesting one. And I, I I hope that's something that we see in play later. Okay. Um, Ren, uh, Judge Renslayer, who you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. we got mm-hmm. to see her true sacred timeline counterpart, which is a high school principal. Yeah, she in did. 2018. In 2018. Yeah, and she's a princess in the comics. Oh, I, was I didn't read that part. 
Yeah. Well, because I, I digged on Wiki yeah. and I was like, yeah, what I saw of her character from the comics is that she was a princess on a planet that Kane took over or some some high standing. Makes lady. sense. I'm like, oh, and then she's maybe a, a little, like, maybe a little too close to uh, Gamora and, and Thanos mm. storyline. So yeah. maybe that's why they change it up. But keeping with the whole time travel or variants and stuff like that makes sense. It's a cool name. Who has the name Renslayer? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, even her first name, R- Ravona. 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 Ravona Renslayer. Because that's, that's where a, I started to dig more into her character. Because I was like, she's got to be like some sort oh, of yeah. and that magic wielding person. See, that's the thing. That's that's kind of where they lost me because her character's built been built so much on the fact that like, yes, we're doing awful, terrible things, so it has to be for a reason. Like, and she talked about when um, Mobius came back. Like, you had a crisis of faith. Like, this is all about faith. This is a cult. Mm-hmm. And then to have her be a principal, I'm like, that doesn't fit. A princess would have fit in somebody who's very driven by. Yeah, but you know. I think the the hunters after they get the variants after they get taken in by the TVA get their personalities changed completely because like look at the C twenty the one that was you know party girl at on the island she was a very good hunter yeah and we don't know much about her history yeah. so yeah I I guess I can't make that big of say, assumption and, and but. there are plenty of very good enlisted and officer personnel in our military who are very good partiers as well. Okay. So that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's, that it's didn't alcohol therapy. <laughs> that didn't, I think it comes across more not in C20, but the other lady. B15. Yeah. B15, B15 that, um, you guys are better than me for remembering those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, she changes pretty rapidly after she gets her memories back. Right. Like mm-hmm. she becomes really calm even before she went and took sylvie to get re-enchanted basically she was just chill whereas before she was very much like oof but (laughs) but as soon as she gets enchanted that first time she kind of chills out and her conversation with judge renslayer she's like she's already there like why do you care why do i care anymore yeah (laughs) and it Knowing that they are all variants of d- people that are in the, the sacred timeline made me think that those numbers, their their names, their call signs aren't as arbitrary as I thought they would be. Like it makes me think that this person is a, a variant from the C timeline, number you know fifty two or mm. whatever. Mm-hmm. The fifty two. That's fair. Fifty second yeah. variant from the C timeline. <clears throat> all right. Is there anything else that anybody would like to cover? Anybody excited? Any? Where do you think the Renslayer is going uh, in her travels for season two? What is she going to find? She's going to go fall in love with a cane. So <laughs> she's <laughs> like, I'm going to go find my free will by like falling in love with this person or getting this person to fall in love with me. There you go. Any other predictions, Stephen? Nothing. I got nothing for this one. I yeah. I'm, I have been enjoying just the ride that they give me. We're going to end next season back in the same Obsidian Castle. Sylvie isn't going to have remembered anything that occurred, and Loki's going to have to try and convince her that he knows what happens because he's already been through this. And he's going to convince her with true love's kiss? True love's kiss. <laughs> or something, but yeah. <laughs> Is true love's kiss just a, a metaphor for CPR? No, because I think it existed before CPR. So if anything, CPR is a metaphor for true love's kiss. Oh, okay. Interesting. Hmm. Intriguing connection. Yeah. 
like you know what? I don't know the origin of True Love's Kiss. They they didn't they didn't have the like the CPR that's without the the breaths at that point. Because they were just yeah. sleeping <laughs> just beauty. chest compression. Yeah, it's not woken with True Love's Kiss. Uh-uh. She's woken in the original in the very original Sleeping Beauty. Go read that one. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> It's not so pleasant. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's different. Think the, the original Snow White. Yes. Oh, I'm trying to think. The very original one is really weird, though. Yeah, I don't. The think Prince is a cat in the very original one, isn't it? Well, if, you, if you trace yeah. back any any story that's been passed down through yeah. time back to its older versions, it gets weird. <laughs> they all get weird. Yes. Well, and they all get much more gruesome because yes, it took a lot. Life was much more gruesome. Yeah. Took a lot more to scare children. You're dead at thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> That's been proven wrong. But like, <laughs> if you managed to survive childhood and childbirth, if you were a woman, yes. then you lived yeah. for, then you a, lived long for time. a long time. Yeah, you you make it past fourteen. <laughs> if you make it past fourteen, you're good. You make it past well, and then oh, and then childbirth and childbirth. No, no, no. I meant, I meant birth, childbirth at thirteen. <laughs> I want to be clear. Well, you have to keep on pushing out babies. Yeah, unfortunately, you don't get to stop till your uterus falls out or yeah. go through menopause. Like that's basically you, your only options, or you die. If you want to learn more about that specific <laughs> branch of history, uh, on the podcast Love of Pages, we did the book The Life, of, The Invisible Life of Addie Larue. <laughs> to it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. If you have any other interesting <laughs> stories or things that you'd like to talk about that have any relation to anything that we talked about, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Jessica, where can people find you? Yeah. If, if you know what the original tale that used True Love's Kiss for the first time, um, please tweet. It was Shrek. It. It's not Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me as at J.M. Bailey Writes on Twitter. Steven. Uh, you can find me all across social media as some version of Peppermint Gentleman. Uh, for Twitter, that's Peppermint Gent. And Elizabeth? You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media on our Facebook page, forward slash Geek Elite Media. And John is at Magic Bollocks on Twitter if you want to yell at him for not being here today. <laughs> the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website. And Jessica has something that she'd like to add. I told you guys to remind me in the text. That's right. Oh, no. That's right. Oh, no. I'm not so. going to put this back. So hopefully people were still listening at this point. <laughs> Jessica has something else to add about the, this episode. So I really, really enjoyed the music composition in this show. It's really great. In fact, TikTok has pointed out that the theme of it um, goes really like you can stitch it into the Avengers theme as well. And it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the composer is Natalie Holt. It's a woman, which there's not a lot of female composers in the Hollywood world, especially. And the last thing that she did was Paddington. Mm-hmm. I think she was just a co-composer there, but yeah, this is like full, like the biggest project she's done and it's wonderful. And yay women. Yay women. <laughs> oh, also. And she threw eggs at Simon Cowell. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. I, was, I didn't want to step on your story, but I was like, is she going to mention the, the other thing? Yes, in protest of all the wrongs he has done against the music industry. And probably women. Yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. If you listen to this as a podcast, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. If you listen to this on YouTube, please leave a comment, mm-hmm. subscribe, share this 
YouTube page. Do something. Help yes. us out. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.